This is Cocktails Distilled, a podcast that takes your favorite spirits and liqueurs from the still to the cocktail glass. In each episode, we talk to distillers and creators about particular expressions that their brand have released, what they are, why they were created, and in what cocktails they can be used. Are you ready to understand what's in your glass, or perhaps should be? Welcome to Cocktails Distilled. French cognac brand Camus have long been known for their desire to explore fascinating and inventive new takes on cognac tradition. Their latest release takes connoisseurs of the spirit to the small village of Saint-Alais, located in the Perigree district of Dordogne. We speak to Pierre Paolo Catucci, the global brand manager of Camus, about this very special limited release expression, why it was created and how it should be drunk. Thank you for joining us, Pierre. Thank you, Sif, for inviting me. Now, I thought we might start by asking you to describe the namesake of this expression, the village of Saint-Gelais. Sure. This is a very uh, unique, very picturesque village, which is nestled in the Dordogne region, as you were saying. It's a region which is very well renowned for the, the, the gastronomic uh, offer. For example, beautiful landscape, beautiful architecture. And the Saint-Gelais village is no exception to that. Now, Something that not many people know is that this specific part of the region, it's part of the cognac appellation. And historically, cognac production was quite a thing here. But then there was a moment, specific moment uh, in, in history, when the, the production of cognac here was on the verge of disappearing. Hence our, our mission to survive this tradition in this territory. The village has put 1.5 hectares aside to grow grapes for cognac. Why was this important to them? Well, I think, uh, first of all, uh, it was very important to understand which were the areas which were relevant for uh, viticulture in history in this region and specifically for viticulture which aimed at cognac production. So it was a sort of giving back to nature what was taken uh, at a certain point in history. And then, so the, this collaboration we had as Camus with the town council of Santole, it's a sort of common mission to safeguard, to, to, to keep this tradition uh, rooted in, in the territory. So I think planting vineyards, in a sense, it's already a, a very good act of uh, giving back to nature. Now, through history, how important has the Dordogne region been to cognac production? It was, it was quite important, I would say. It was uh, uh, in, um, in the 20th century, this region was home to some 60 wine growers and cognac producers. So I must say that when, when, we, when we scoured the, the, the archives and we checked for, uh, for data and information about, uh, about the historic production here, this region is always mentioned. It was even part of the tracks of cognac production in this region, even before the appellation was created. So we, we, we know for a fact that cognac production was very important in this area. Why do you think the area lost its cognac vineyards? 
Well, I think it's a combination of factors. The first of all is that uh, other growth growth areas in other parts of the Appalachian emerged as more appealing for the end consumer, as Grand Champagne or Petit Champagne. So some of the rights, planting rights were moved from this region to other regions, which were more appealing on a label. And then other type of uh, cultivation, more profitable, with more short-term return, and then a general change in the agricultural landscape, I would say. So I would say a combination of factors. All right. Why was this project of interest to Camus then? Well, I think we, in our DNA as a brand, we, we have a sort of, we, we feel the urge of finding through expression of the terroir and just have a, a sort of a show to uh, cognac lovers and any sword brown spirits aficionados to show the, the, the different expression which we can have when we move in different areas of the Appalachians. And in the end, we want to supply very aromatic cognacs. So in the end, we need to do some research. And, and so it's part of, our, of this innovation principle, which is always goes back to looking at, at, the, at the tradition, looking back at what was done in the history and what was at a certain point lost uh, in order to revive this type, of, uh, this type of practices. It is a little bit what we call the science of tradition. So staying at the nice. forefront of science in terms of study and research, at the same time, look back at what was done by our ancestors and bring up innovation for people who, want, who are curi- curious to know more about the cognac versatility. How did Kimu actually get involved? Were they approached by the village or did you hear about what they were doing and you approached them? We were approached by the village. So the, the town of Santolé, in the, in the person of the mayor, in 1999 and in 2000, they collaborated with the local producers, which uh, makes uh, wine in general, uh, to replant these 1.5 hectares of vineyards. And then they went out looking for a uh, for a cognac house which would support them. And I think the size of our cognac house and also our our effort in the market to, to produce innovation in this sense, it was a sort of a trigger for them to contact us. Can you describe the nose, the palate, and the finish that drinkers should expect from this expression? So... When you, when you open up the bottle and you put it in your glass, you have these shiny golden colors with amber highlights. So it's, uh, it's very brilliant colored. And on the nose, it's just a uh, true explosion of fruity notes. Some you would expect, like pear, uh, some which are more exotic, like pineapple, for example. And, and then there's a touch of spice at the second nosing. And, and then when you put it on the palate you have these warm and lavish vanilla aromas. And again, some hints of spices like gingery notes and then walnuts with a very soft texture. If someone is a cognac connoisseur, is there something about this expression that will surprise them? Well, absolutely. It's a very unusual expression of cognac, I think. It's it's, uh, more mellow, it's softer, it has a more... Uh, velvety texture. It's less harsh than what we'd expect. Less uh, vibrant than a than a standard VSOP four years age. It's it's definitely an unusual expression of cognac. 
Now tell us um, a little something about the grape varietal that was used. Yeah, it's a grape variety which is called Colombard. It's a very rare grape variety in the Appalachian. Only 1% of the total Appalachian is covered with the Colombard. The rest is uh, Uni Blanc, so it's a more predominant grape variety. Despite the low yield, it's a very aromatic, very fragrant grape variety, which gives very floral wines, so it's very interesting to use. Was the village at all worried that having such a small plot and a grape varietal that does traditionally have such a small yield that the project wouldn't really succeed? Well, I think it's in the interest of everyone to uh, not to make it a big, huge project, but to, to keep it at the sides, at, at the village sides, you know, with, in a sense, if we had a big, big extension, it would collide with the concept of having a true expression of a small terroir or a neglected terroir. So it's, uh, I think we want to keep it at a very human side. Now, you were talking before about it being a surprising expression in a lot of ways. Yeah. Which do you think has more impact on the taste? the barrels, the grapes, or the areas terroir? I think it's a combination, once again. The, the, the raw material is very important, the very aromatic wines, the, the kind of distillation we are doing, and then the, the unique barrels that we are using for the aging. So it's, it's, it's more a, a combination of different factors. Do you think that the success of this expression will encourage others in the area to reignite the old cognac traditions? I think so. I think uh, I think it might be a, a, the right trigger to make people understand the importance of of, of a right terroir. And I'm, I would be very pleased if this happens. Actually, if some some other cognac producers even look at this kind of terroir because it's it's quite unique. Now, can you walk us through the timeline of this project, when it started, and what milestones it's hit? So. So if you look back at when the vineyards were planted, this is 1999, 2000. Then we started the first test and experiment when the vineyards became productive. The first uh, bottling was made with the 2015 uh, distillation. So 2015 was the first vintage distilled. And this year we are releasing the, the final expression, which is the one we really feel is representative of the project, which is the 2016. So it's a, it's a more, more than two decades, actually. Right. At what stage did Camus step in? Was it only once the grapes were harvested or have you been working with the village since the grapes were planted? It was before, not since the vineyards were planted, but somehow uh, in we started to uh, talk in 2010, 2011. Now, this is obviously a fairly long-term project for Camus to be involved in. How did they know it was going to be a success? Well, I think whenever you're offering something which is new, which is the true expression of a terroir which was almost forgotten and which is, which is relevant from the point of view of taste because it has strong taste credential. I think you cannot fail. Now, does Camus often get involved in projects like this? Yes. I mean, we, we are recognized to be the first producer of cognac uh, from the Ile de Ré, 
so the island off the west coast of uh, the Appalachian, which produce very unique, naturally iodine-rich wines and, and therefore cognac because of the influence of the oceans. We produced the first cognac with an oceanic and tropical maturation, which is called Caribbean Expedition, which spent a year of further maturation in, in Barbados in order to offer a sort of different experience of uh, in comparison with the standard continental uh, climate maturation and we are the universally recognized producers of a single estate range from Bordery which is the smallest crew in the Appalachian but again one of the most coveted because of the floral aromas it gives the cognac so I think we, we have strong credential in this direction. Aroma and terroir are two factors that are very important to your brand are they not? I think we, it is one of the most important aspects. We want to produce intensely aromatic cognac, and so uh, we want to be recognized by scientific evidence as the producer of the most aromatic cognacs in the category. It's been since at least 15 years we have created this patented technique of distillation, which is called instensity. So it's, it's a patented uh, technique which allows us actually to select the most aromatic fraction of the distillate out of the first 20 liters during the second distillation. So this is what traditionally we call heads. And we select the most aromatic manually, the most aromatic of these, of these 20 liters, and we add them to the final ODV, to the final distillate before, the, before aging. And this actually allows us to have up to 250, 300 milligrams per liters of esters in our final distillate which is up to seven times higher in comparison with the standard distillation. Now, getting back to this expression, I assume that's the, the method that uh, you used with this particular varietal? Yes, we did. So the, the, the harvest of the grapes happened in September. Uh, we fermented and we produced the wine. And then since we had a very aromatic wine with very strong concentration in esters. We didn't wait for the, ferment, the malolactic fermentation to happen, and we, uh, we passed straight away to distillation. So in this specific, for these specific products, at least 10 liters out of the eds were selected and added to the final distillate. I believe the distillate was aged for four years. Yeah. Why did you choose that length of time? I think four years of aging allow you to have a sort of mature, already mature cognac, a little bit more fine and elegant, but at the same time, it preserves the vi- vibrant of aromas of, a, uh, of, of the raw material. So you still, you, you, the, the wood doesn't have a stronger impact than the terroir. The wood that you're speaking of, I believe the barrels came from the forest of Dublay. Some of them were new made while others held Monzebic wine. Is that correct? That's correct. So it's, a, it's, it's very important to use local wood because it uh, revives the tradition of using traditional woods coming from, the, from, from this forest, which is just next door to the village of Santolet. It has a very unique texture. It's a fine grain wood, which allows a very uh, mellow, uh, mellow maturation, it gives a, a sort of very smooth texture to the final cognac. And yes, 50% new, 50% used in order to have a sort of a, a well-combined effect, not to have too much of an impact from the wood. On and the how did you come to that balance? 
I think it was trial and error process. I think uh, after many the many experiments that we conducted, we found this to be the better balance for this type of problem. I believe the barrels were stored in one of the towers of the 11th century St. Helais Castle. Yeah. It seems a rather fancy place for the barrels to be resting. <laughs> Indeed. So basically the, the, the castle happens to be also the the town hall of the village. So it's where the office of the mayor is. Uh, this is a very picturesque place. So it's uh, on top of being a very good place for maturing cognac because of the humidity and uh, the temperature inside. It, it is also a very good place to show to journalists or, or you know, any tourist which is passing by to show that something that actually the story is true, that the cognac which is produced locally, it's, it is stored in the castle. So it, the village is very small, so it's, people like to see things like that. So it, it was quite natural for us to leave the cognac maturing there. And I suppose the barrels were only moved at the point where you were bottling them? Is that yeah, absolutely. Or? Yeah, absolutely. If someone is familiar with the other expressions that your brand has released, how will they find that this one differs in taste? I think it's uh, in comparison with uh, with a core range VSOP or a bordery VSOP. This is a more soft, more uh, sweet and fruity expression of cognac. So it is a very good variation on, on a VSOP uh, quality. So if someone wants to have quite some variety in his spirits cabinet, you should definitely add this bottle. Would you say that it's more of an after-dinner sort of cognac? It can be an after-dinner. If you want to drink it with cheeses, for example, it would be very nice, but even with uh, a dessert. But then it can easily become an aperitif. For example, if you, if you drink it with, uh, with some ice and pairing it with crouton, with foie gras, for example... Well, that will make a very fancy aperitif. Very good, very good pairing. On top of that, foie gras is from the region. So, uh, What other cocktails would you suggest that people could make with it? I suggest not to add many ingredients. So you, we can have a very, very nice twist on an old-fashioned, for example, replacing the whiskey or the bourbon, depending on what people like, with the cognac, with the Saint-Olais. Uh, don't need to add sugar you just add some cube of ice dilute it uh, so stir it with your cocktail spoon and then maybe add some some bitters if you want to have some if you want to add some spicy notes uh, a twist of orange maybe that's it what other flavors do you think work well and bring out the best of this expression what about citrusy flavors? Maybe whatever is like citrus could, could come along very good or a sour part. So whatever adds up a sour, a sour side and counterbalance the sweetie notes. Can you talk a little bit about the label art? Yeah, sure. This was designed internally and we were really much inspired by the landscape of Dordogne. So we wanted really to draw uh, the, a typical sightseeing in the village from different perspectives. So you have the castle, you have the vineyards, you have the, the, the fortified walls, and then you have the, the, the river, the drum, which is just by the village. So you see with, um, you know, with the Roman bridges and the small boats which are crossing the, the river. 
and and then adding some typical elements which remind recalls the distillation like the pot steel or the aging like the barrels when people drink this what do you imagine they will take away from it i think that it, it is a very it is a very good experience for someone who wants to understand what is the relation between a terroir and a cognac so i i would be pleased if people go and, and do some research more about the village and maybe one day who knows happen to visit the village and they will reconnect the typical flavors of the cognac with what they see in this village and this region in general do you think it's a good beginners cognac it can be but it can also be a cognac indicated for brown spirits lover in general so even if someone is not that acquainted with cognac it can be a bridge to the cognac category for someone who drinks usually whiskey or rum this is the first commercial expression from this area will this be an annual release hopefully yes the... i mean if 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 the quality allows us of course we're very focus on the quality of the product and there's a strong vintage effect on uh, on this product so if the quality stays high as it is yes we we're looking at having a, a yearly release were you surprised at how high the quality was from this tiny definitely. plot of land definitely i think it's a it's a it's I'm, i'm really positively surprised everyone was our master distiller the people from santole i mean it's this is a very outstanding outstanding expression of fire. I believe there are only 3000 bottles released. Can you explain the process that people should do to get their hands on a bottle? <laughs> yeah, so uh, we are starting our official pre-sale uh, on www.camu.fr uh, from April the 2nd and for the first days of the pre-sale We're going to have a very special promotion where we offer shipments worldwide and we gift two tulip glasses uh, in order to enhance the experience. The pre-sale will last from the 2nd of April until the 25th of April. So uh, once again on www.camu.fr and then the cognac will be uh, available in selected retailers across our uh, specialist distributors worldwide. So if people want more information they can of course go to your website which is again camu.fr uh, or connect with the brand on your socials Of course on our Instagram page which is camu cognac Thank you very much for joining us Pierre Thank you very much Steve And we'd also like to thank you for listening Be sure to visit cocktailsdistill.com to access the show notes And if you like what you've heard, we'd love you to subscribe, rate, or give a review on iTunes. Until next time, cheers.